Welcome to episode 27 of the Family Biz Podcast. My name is Jake. And I am Orange Ben. Orange Ben. White Orange Ben. Oh, there you go. Very nice. Yeah, I pulled the hat out. I pulled the hat out of the closet, the Orioles hat. And then in this, well, this bookshelf I have right here. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's mostly just a bookshelf of clutter and things that I keep, collect, whatever. Right. I had a pair of orange sunglasses, so I just threw them on. Ah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, Let's see, Orange book. Ben might have some wild takes today. He, he might have some wild takes today. All right. Uh, that's, <laughs> I mean, there won't be out of left field because we're going to definitely yet. talk about the Cubs. So we'll see about that. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's just jump right in since we're talking about the Cubs right now. Um, so anyone from Chicago or who was a Cubs fan had the unfortunate opportunity to watch the Cubs play. Not only this past week, but this season so far. Basically all all season long, yeah. Yeah, it's been rough. We'll say that. So they opened the week with four. They got swept at home against the Padres, who, in fairness, lead the NL West, but still swept at home. And two of those losses... The Padres scored 12 or more runs. So, not great. Then, yeah, and then, so that four-game series against the Padres, they got swept. That kept a 10-game losing streak. And then the Cubs won two games in a row against the Braves. And how many had they won in a row? 14. They had 14 the game win streak. It, it baseball is so weird. So, I was gonna say that's the definition insane. of the weirdness of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, and so the Cubs beat the Braves again. It was at home. So but you know what? I don't I feel like the Cubs at home are definitely not any better than Cubs on the road. <laughs> but uh, so Cubs won the first two games, and then the Sunday game they lost. I think it was six nothing, something like that. Yeah, sounds about points. right. Yeah, yeah. So Ben, I want to ask you this very simple question. You know, we touched on on it, on it of the craziness of baseball. But what the heck did we just watch from the Cubs? So I think the thing that we watched realistically is the Cubs season as a whole, right? They're mm. going to win way less than they lose. They're going to somehow sneak wins against teams that like, maybe they don't play as hard because they know they're playing a cupcake Cubs team and they're like, okay, whatever. That's all possible. Right. But the fact that the Cubs lose 12 to five and then follow that up by scoring five runs again, which is like, okay, Cubs are scoring five runs, but then they give up 19. So, yeah. you know, they were only a couple touchdowns away from getting back in that game. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then and then the one nothing win is the weirdest of all the games that you see. Because how do a, yeah. they hold the Braves to zero runs, Braves who are my team to win the East in the NL East, yeah. which obviously the Mets are crushing it right now. But yeah, the fact that they took two against the Braves in general, is like, but then them losing again six nothing. I was like, okay, that that makes more sense. Like the one nothing win and the six three win are like the outliers. 
and yeah. the terrible Cubs performances is is just the the norm. It's what we're seeing. It's it's what it is. Yeah, I mean, as we record uh, on Monday night, the Cubs last time I checked were down seven nothing against the Pirates, and granted, the Pirates are doing better than the Cubs so far this year. Not many people are worse, but it's because of Vogelbach. It's the it's the curse yeah. of Dan Vogelbach on the ex Cubs ex Cubs great yeah yeah that's it. I mean, it also has to do with their they called up uh, Kill Killing again, and he couldn't get through three innings without getting up seven runs. So. What do you think that is? Like, I, I know we want to talk about, uh, you know, the, oh, go, go the, 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 the standings and all that, or their schedule. But, like, do you think we are so quick to jump off people who have a rough start to their career? Like, this guy, he, he had a really good season, like, really good opening start, I believe. And then his last two were not great, you know? Yeah. But it's like, at what point did teams back in the day have – because I'm sure there were some like Hall of Fame legends who came out there and just got smoked in their first couple starts. But there was so much more patience to like wait and see if they were going to turn it around. And I feel like teams nowadays are just so quick to give up on guys who aren't like Nolan Ryan from from day one. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or right. like Pedro or one of these insane pitchers. If you struggle even a little bit, it feels like teams are just so quick to – to, to wash their hands of you and go move somebody up. And especially with a team like the Cubs where you know you're not going to win a lot of games, I hope right. that they give as many of these young starters that we have as many starts as possible to give them that major league experience that I think is only going to help them further because they're not going to win anyway. So what, what does it matter? Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely one way to look at it. Um, so – Killing is only starting because Strowman's hurt, Smiley is hurt, and uh, and Miley is hurt, and also who is last year starter, Alzale is also hurt. Um, so it's the only reason why he's in there. So in, in fairness, I, yeah, I don't. I'm to answer a question. I don't know. Because, well, for one thing, we weren't old enough to know if they were patient back then. So, it's hard for me to say, but, I mean, if you... I, it's hard because, I mean, when they're on a bad team, of course they're going to lose. But in when you look at the Cubs, they're putting up runs. If you are able to put up a decent outing... That's good. It's good enough. Like uh, last week, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Keegan Thompson pitched the first game against the Braves, and that was crazy good. Um, yeah, he he's been he's been solid. It, it was him and uh, who's the other guy that's actually pitching pretty well for him? So, uh, was it Swarmer? Justin and Steele. Now- yeah, Justin Steele had uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Steele Steele didn't have in the insanely great game. He gave up two earned runs in five innings or something like that. But the point being is that like if you are able to put up a decent outing, that's good enough. So, because um, again, the Cubs are, are scoring four or five runs most games. 
So, I don't know if they're more patient, but I—I I mean, as a fan, I'm not patient right now. I, you yeah. know, there's a way. So what you said, you know, get those get those guys out there, get them reps. I'm also as Cubs fan now. I mean, I'm wearing the championship hat. I like that. I was going to ask. It looks gold, right? Is that the is, World Series it is, one? It's the uh, after your team wins the World Series the next year, their players wear gold. Um, so I got this after they won to the season after. But, I mean, <clears> as, as the Cubs have shown great players consistency, I'm just not as patient. I know Jed Hoyer wants me to be, but I'm just not. Are are you more patient? It seems like you definitely oh, want sorry, those. I just, those. Yeah, you, I you mean, we, we all sneeze, brah. <laughs> yeah, so, go, go, are, go. So are you are you more patient? You want to see more reps from the young guys? Yeah, I mean, at this point, dude, like, so again, so at the beginning of the year, obviously, you know, when we were messing around, I said, Coach, we're going to win 97 games, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew, same as you knew and Dan and Dallas knew, everybody knew that the Cubs were not going to get anywhere near 97 wins, right? So right. part of me has always been like, see what you have in the minors. See if these guys are going to sink or swim. Give them the reps to play because – I kind of felt as if the Cubs weren't going to win very much to begin with. So if you're going to see them lose, why pay guys X amount of dollars to watch higher paid people lose as opposed to cheaper paid? Like it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like if the Cubs are bad, so just, you know, be bad and, and just let the, let the younger guys play, you know. But yeah, yeah, see the the one problem I have with that, you know, philosophy this year is that he, so as much as free agency was crazy this past year, free agency next year is still great. So if you're putting out a bad product, young players who are doing super well, how willing is, uh, you know, Carlos Correa or possibly a Dansby Swanson or uh, Trey Turner, Xander Bogart, Trey Turner, like those kind of players. How much are you really willing to go to a Cubs team that can't do anything? I know they're injury bugging, we'll, we'll get there, but how much is there a star player? I, I feel like star players are going to be turned off by coming here. Because they're like, oh, they're they're only re- rebuild. I'm not going to be part of that. I'm going to go to winner. That's my issue with it. Sure, but I mean, I mean that just is larger, or that just goes to the larger point of your team philosophy. Like, what are you trying to do? Are the Cubs? Right. Do the Cubs think that the minor leaguers they have, whether I say play them all day or don't, or or we you know we go with a more veteran established team like you're suggesting, if <clears throat> Either way, however that shakes out, right, are the Cubs going to be a World Series contender in three years, five years, seven years, right? Because those are like the meat of these contracts. Any of those four guys you just named, they're going to go for 10-plus years, right? So the Cubs' window, ideally, with any of those four guys would be about that first, you know, seven seasons. Because at the end, who knows, they're older, 
the Cubs, you know, everything, the whole dynamic of the team could change. I don't think even with Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, any of those guys, Bogarts, the Cubs aren't really any closer to winning a World Series in the next three years. But maybe fine. in five yeah. years, right? And then yeah. eventually, yeah. okay, so then who knows how the dominoes fall and maybe you can get people, you know, in free agency in the next coming years. But if you have homegrown talent that now have more experience and more reps on the major league level, you do get maybe somebody like that and maybe it helps boost the team with a cheaper bottom line potentially or whatever that is that, you know, the Cubs are looking to do in the near future as it is. But, you know, I mean, either way, it, you can go either way. So I'm, I would be totally fine. I was all about them getting Stroman this year. I was all yeah. about um, them making a play on Correa before he went to the Twins. I mean, we had the big uh, – the free agent thing. Like I wasn't on yeah. that episode, but I think I sent you my list and I had a bunch yeah. of guys going to the Cubs, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm good either way, but I just think the way that the Cubs are currently uh, situated and established, it would just make more sense to let the young guys play and see what there is, see what they got. Yeah. You know, Dallas and I last episode talked about this and we talked about Rizzo's interview that he gave right before the series where the Yankees killed the Cubs. He said that the Cubs, because of they're a big franchise, big, uh, big baseball city, all this, um, that they should be contending every year. You know, kind of like the Yankees, kind of like Boston, kind of like, uh, I mean, in some ways, Houston now, um, Dodgers, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of putting out a solid team every year, going going to be around five hundred at the least. You should not be. He didn't say that, but he said they should contend every year. And my point was, I mean, we just begged Tom Ricketts to do something to just right. sign someone <clears throat> to do something. So, to me, I I believe that's true because. You know, we saw this. We we saw the Cubs build the World Series uh, winner, but Jed, Jed Hoyer he did an interview right before the Braves series, and he said he right. pretty much wants to do that. And I'm like, guys, that that took five or seven years. Like, we can do something. Like, even if it's not like ten players. Like you can go out and sign like three or two every single off season. Oh, I mean they, they have the have, money. You too. have the money, yeah. <laughs> but they don't have the owner willing to spend the money. So if the owner's not yeah. willing to spend the money, that a, I mean that leads to your problem, which is the Cubs aren't putting enough major league quality talent on the field because they're not spending on major league quality talent. And then that leads yeah. to my point, which is then if they're not going to have major league quality talent, let the younger guys play and see what happens. It all comes down to ownership. I mean, it, as most things do in the, in the sport of baseball or in professional yeah. sports as it is, uh, you know, people aren't owners of teams because they're super free and liberal with how they spend their money and, and the things that they do. And I get that. Um, and so us as, you know, the people are like, Hey, you have way more money than I could even imagine what I would do with. Can you spend some of it on X, Y, and Z? And they're like, Hey, just, just some. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, 
don't tell me how to spend my money. I'm a bajillionaire and I can do whatever I want. So well, don't you know. don't don't own the sports team. Well, that's the other thing, right? Is it is it a love? Do you love baseball? Like you and I, if we stumbled into a massive amount of wealth and we had the opportunity to own a baseball team, it would be out of love. It wouldn't be for my bottom line. You know what I mean? They see baseball yeah. as a profit. Like they're just making profit. They don't care about the players. They don't care about the fans. They just care about the money coming in. I that's agree it. with you. But yeah. again, as I said in the past episode, Tom Ricketts, his whole thing from the beginning, still to this day, he says, Oh, I grew up in the bleachers. I grew up as a Cubs and I, I love this. I love. I'm like, this show me something. And prove this it even show- a little bit. Yeah. Like, so I, I know you're a bus- businessman. I get that. But if you're a fan, I, a genuine fan. Like, yeah. As much as we want to rag on Steinbrenner, he loved that team so much that he was willing to spend anything to make them good. Whether it worked years, out or not. Yeah. Whether it worked out or not. Tom Ricketts, please just spend some money. I know you want these young guys, and you, you can still develop them, but sign mm-hmm. some guys as well. That are going to make the team competitive. Well, can we? I mean, we can. I think you and I can agree. Can he just sign and extend Contreras forever? You would imagine. But if he's going to give us, please do it. But is is he going to give us prospects? Is his return on investment going to be worth more than the money? I don't care. So you don't even care if we can get top tier prospects. You just want to keep them. So again, you're talking. I'm not disagreeing about with you. I'm just trying so to clarify. Yeah. If we got if we go down this road, we're talking about prospects who may or may not pan out. But let's just say all of them pan out. That's like five years down the road. Maybe. Contreras is the is an all pro this year. Has been the leader of this team. Like consistently puts out offense and defense. DH, you can put him in the outfield. You obviously is a great catcher. I, I'm just like, how would you not want? To, he is the kind of guy that you want to be on your team forever. Oh, I get it. I love, I love Wilson Contreras. I had a very long, very argumentative uh, conversation with Dan and Dave years ago about mm. how I felt like Contreras. Then this was even. Right at and this had to have been like right after World Series because World Series was his first year, right? So it had to have been like yeah. 18, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. Um, where I was thinking he was top five catcher in the league at that point. That he was, he was, and now he's just gotten consistently better and better. And he's having his best, you know, year of his career, I think, at the moment. So, how, how, how in the world are you gonna be like either I'll let that guy walk or let me trade well, they, him? They for, can't let him walk, let, yeah. let, but they might. Which but, would be a terrible decision if they did that. You know what? It would be. But I wouldn't put it past them at this point. No, I mean, I'm just like, not. so the very bare minimum, I'm like, it proved that you want the Cubs to be good. Yes. I just signed Contreras. I know it's going to be a lot, but he is definitely worth it. How much do you think he would go for? 
I mean, he's probably gonna, based on the year he's having, he's probably gonna get up of, I mean, how much he deserves and how much he's gonna get depends on if he comes back to the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, crap, if he goes to the Mets, they're gonna give him like 25 mil a year. Mm. But if the Cubs sign him, they're gonna want him to play for 10, 15. I was gonna say between 15 and 20, somewhere like 18 a year. I, um, I would say, I would say, to me, he's like, I'd say 20. You're giving Hayward 16. You can sign Contreras yeah. for 20. I would give Hayward 16 to leave. Leave, yes. Just, just, just be like, hey, man. You, like you heard what Lorenzo Cain did with the Brewers. Yeah. They designated him for assignment, and he was also kind of like in on it. Like, yeah, maybe this isn't working out. Like, Hayward yeah. should just be like, yeah, man, I'm still bad. <laughs> I'm a huge hemorrhage on your payroll. I'm going to go ahead and step down. You guys give me a coaching role in you know, two years after I retire, and we'll call it even or something. But – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Hayward, I I love him as a leader, but he is someone that, I mean, I can go on for a long he's time. Unplayable. He's unplayable at this point, dude. Unplayable. Why, if we're on it, why in the heck is he even, I know he's consistently starting. I know his defense yeah. is good, but how is he starting? This is what I was worried about. When they hired Ross, I don't know if it's like, hey, like you're my boy, we're friends. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try to help you out. Like maybe they're trying to showcase him. Like, hey, maybe he's got something left. So if we, if we, then that we could possibly trade him or, or something. I don't know, but it doesn't make sense why you would again want to take at bats away from younger players. I mean, I know we have uh, Clint Frazier listed as something we wanted to chit chat about anyway, so we might as well get yeah. into it now, right? Like. Well well, with him, but also, I mean, Sia is supposed to come back pretty soon. There you go. Yeah. So, like, but, I mean, if, if the Cubs loved Fraser so much, and that was David Ross's saying, it's like, oh, we love him so much, we just wanted him off the team for a little while. Um, then, then you just let him keep the at-bats, and you say, hey, we're, like, we'll eat the money just here, because he's not, he's not doing anything that's beneficial to the team that having him on the team is making that much of a difference one way or the other. Unless you're using yeah. it as like the old man veteran role of like I, teaching these young guys how to do stuff like maybe. I and guess. then that's back to the grandpa Rossi thing and the whole, the whole yeah. 2016 all over again. But I don't know. But do, Hayward but would do, be off the team do, if do, I had a but, but Hayward is our age. He's in his lower thirties. Disgusting, I know. I mean, and oh, all right, you know what? Let's before I I can go forever. So why don't we actually because it got brought up? Let's talk about the Cubs this year. I mean, as bad as they are, they've had a lot of injuries, like a lot. So one one player that will be coming back soon is someone that we just mentioned, Seiya Suzuki, who again started the year great, but then kind of struggled. But then he had a jam finger, and it was still kind of swollen. So he's going to continue his rehab in Arizona this week, but his expected return date is late June. 
So, Ben, do you expect Seah to just come back and, and fill that starting role that Hayward is possibly taking right now? Yeah, I think he absolutely needs to be the one who gets the the start, right? Like, you don't pay him all that money and don't bring him in just to have him sit on the bench behind, you know, Jason Hayward. <laughs> I mean, unless unless they think, like, he's still not healthy, like, fully – if he's 100% fully healthy, ready to go, he, oh, has to, he has to be the starter. He has to get the at-bats. He has to get the reps in the field. Um, you know, he has to be playing just because if he's, you know – I think he's the perfect piece for what we were even talking about before of um, like, why would a free agent want to sign with the Cubs? Like, Hey, if this yeah. guy ends up being pretty damn good or somebody that we can rely on in the future, yeah. you know, here's a showcase piece that we can like, Hey, come, come play with this guy. Um, yeah. But you don't know that if he doesn't play, so you have to get him out there. And I think Hayward is easily the guy who's going to lose his uh, lineup spot, but I'll be interested to see what they do with the, uh, roster in general, like how they're going to start shifting things up and moving people in and out and around. Cause I know they're opening up a relief, like a extra pitching spot on the roster soon, I think, or maybe they're ending it. Well, or, you're starting today. Better. Yeah. Starting today, uh, Monday, the official rules, they expanded the pitching, um, the bullpen for, uh, the beginning of the year. But, now starting today they have to they can have a max of 13 pitchers on your team and 13 position players that means only like five players can be on your bench really like position yeah. players and uh i mean if they bring back Sia, he has to start i mean That's i don't care right. if he's struggling or not i mean he's gonna be better than uh that from hayward yeah, I mean, and, and like, yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you pay him X amount of dollars. He has the expectation of being like the next big attraction, the next big draw, the next great player yeah. to come out of Japan, the next great player to play for the Cubs. He needs to be in the lineup. You can't showcase a guy just sitting on the bench, you know, so that's not going to work. But, yeah, give me yeah. Uh, give me Suzuki for sure. I uh, Like, get him back in the lineup for sure. Right, right. So – this past week uh, against the Braves, Schwindel got hurt, and it's a really unknown about what's going to happen with him. He's not been having a great year. He's not been having a horrendous year. He had a horrendous start, but he's not had a horrendous year. But then uh, they have Madrigal is on the IL with a left groin strain, unknown timetable. David Bodie, who had surgery, is he's on he's in triple A. Uh he'll be back soon. My girl, uh I always mess up. Uh Hermosillo. Is uh he has a left quad injury. He'll be back in June. They have a bunch of pitchers who are hurt. No, basically the entire rotation minus Hendricks. I mean, and he might as well be injured because he he's pitching like he's injured. So you know what, Ben? I'll ask a question a question about these Cubs starting pitchers or these pitchers who were hurt from the Cubs. So with Wade Miley, Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley, Albert Elzale, Manuel Rodriguez, and Ethan Roberts are all pitchers from the Cubs who should be on the roster but are hurt. Which of those? pitchers 
affects the Cubs the most? It has to be Stroman. I mean, again, for the same reason I was just talking about Suzuki, it's like Stroman's the guy you paid a lot of money to to bring in to be your quote-unquote ace, your number one. Um, and not only has he not been great, but he has been there. He hasn't always been there so far this year. Um, guys like Miley and Smiley, as weird as and goofy yeah. as that sounds, Miley and yeah. Smiley, um, those are nice like rotation fillers. So professional pitchers, guys that you want in your yeah. you know four or five spot in your rotation. Um, so they would be helping the Cubs if they were healthy. And I think all things considered, if, if the Cubs had this rotation, um, I think even uh, Alzelay pitched pretty well at the end of last year. I know he kind of turned it on and mixed some stuff up towards towards the end of the season. I think he was uh, doing pretty well. So I think if they had their full real rotation, like their opening day rotation and how it's supposed to be, we wouldn't be seeing, seeing Swarmer. We wouldn't be seeing uh, Caleb Killian mm-hmm. yet to that point. Um, and I think they would probably be a better team. Uh, I think when you have as many young pitchers as they have had pitch, uh, guys who don't eat a lot of innings, that puts more tax on the bullpen, uh, which you've seen yeah. the Cubs bullpen has been pretty ass all year um, no. at times, you know. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think Stroman has to be the answer to your question of who's the most important. But I think all of those guys, if given the opportunity, we're, we're supposed to eat a lot of innings and, and do a lot of good things for the Cubs this year. and. Uh, obviously, they haven't been around to do so. Yeah, I mean, by default, I would have to say Stroman. But, man, if I'm honest, I I would say Miley. But uh, that's so, – so he's been injured and then came back and was injured, then came back and he got injured. So I'm concerned for him. I'm also really concerned for Ethan Roberts, who, I mean, is not a household name. But Ethan Roberts, which he just made the 40-man roster in in spring. Mm-hmm. And he was a, a great story. Ended up pitching really well in the beginning of the year. Got injured. And then he had his AAA, uh, his first AAA uh, spot. And within 10 pitches, he got hurt again. I'm more concerned for someone like him who just got in, just broke through. Um, but if if, some, if I have to say someone, I'm like, bro, you paid Mark Stroman how much money? I don't care how many yeah. good vibes this guy wants. <laughs> you got to be on the field to show me some good vibes. Right? So, like you can have Sage. Just put it in your back pocket while you're out there pitching. You know, ward off the bad vibes. I don't give a shit. But at least yeah. be out on the field doing something. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sherman, you know, definitely was talking some mess before the NK series. And then they pulled him and said he was too injured to play and put him on the IL. <laughs> but someone else who was talking a big mess, and I want to touch on this very quick, is uh, Clint Frazier, who was on the Yankees for his whole career, besides this year, he's on the coast. The Cubs DFA'd Frazier, and then he cleared waivers, and now he accepted a spot in AAA. Now, he and he and Sherman like to talk that mess, talk, talk shit a lot, especially against good teams, which to me does make sense. But, I, I mean, I'm not in love with Clint Frazier. What's your take on that? Uh, 
So when he was on the Guardians as a minor leaguer, yeah, uh, I think he went over in the Andrew Miller trade, maybe that sent Miller to, or I don't, I don't know, maybe the Yankees sent Miller to the Guardians. Anyways, he was a top prospect for yeah Cleveland, for a while. right? Top prospect yeah. for Cleveland, and then the Yankees get him, and you're like, okay. This is gonna be this is gonna be great for his career, right? And then the Yankees are like, nah, we're just gonna use Judge and Stanton and literally anybody else, and you're just kind of gonna be left to do nothing and except play yeah. when those two guys are hurt, which yeah. seem like every year, right? So he yeah. never really got a full time opportunity to be like, here, you're the left fielder or you're the outfielder at this position. This is your job from start. So he's always had to kind of earn it, and I like the the fact that he wants to play. You know, that he was willing to accept assignment, go to the Cubs AAA, knowing that he has a, a, a pretty good chance, especially A, with the injuries that we've had, and B, how terrible everybody is, that he's probably got a decent chance to come back up and play for a team that he yeah. seems to like playing with. Yeah. However, if you're going to talk shit, you either have to A, play, or B, not get cut from the damn team before no. you do so. <laughs> it's a bad look. It's embarrassing, and it just kind of makes him look goofy. And the Yankees are probably like, well, aren't you glad we didn't keep this bum around? You know, because they're the team that literally had him for all this time. And, and so you I know, think that's a that, that's a bad look. But yeah, you know, I know there was one kid like that we grew up with who just talked shit for no reason. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't back it up too much. Got his butt handed to him. Didn't really make it too far. But there was always that one kid. And that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way with Clint is uh I'm just like, bro, you talk you talk way more than here about you playing. I don't care anymore. I mean, I've only I've had Strumman and Clint Frazier for what, like sixty some games, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm all right. Um but yeah, so we'll see if he actually does come up and starts you know, developing to the prospect they thought he would be. I mean, apparently we'll David Ross is so convinced that he's the next Willie Mays by these compliments. It's yeah, I mean, crazy. Yeah, the uh, the quote from from Ross, uh, I don't even want to read it because I'm just like, either you're full of shit or you just don't, you do not understand who he is. Like, maybe you uh, like the guy as like a personal... Yeah, that's so fine. you don't want to trash him, but like good. that just seems like a lie. Like, oh, yeah. or, or you're talking about a different guy named Clint. You know, <laughs> yeah. like maybe maybe yeah. he thinks that's what Barry Bonds' name was or something like that. He's like, know. oh, Mike Trout. Oh, you mean Clint? Clint Trout? Yeah, he's Clint great. Trout. We're so happy to have him on the team. Bro, bro, if it was Clint Clint Trout, I'd sign him. But yeah. he's not. So speaking of Trout, that. episode twenty-seven, Bink. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. I mean, that's I mean, that's just easy mm-hmm. for us. Easy for um, us. You know what? Let's actually uh, move to second base. Uh, I know the Cubs play four. They're playing game one right now. They will play game two tomorrow on Tuesday. We get to Pirates, and then they have three away in St. Louis. It's not really a smooth week for the Cubs. No. Nah. So we'll we'll see what kind of comes from that. I'm what are you thinking? Not, what are you thinking for record wise? Like 
Is it bad? I want to say one and six. I really want to say one and six. Like they'll lose the first two to the Pirates, win that last, win the third game, lose again, and then get swept by the Cardinals. Two and five. Okay, well you're slightly more optimistic than me. <laughs> still not, still not great. Yeah, I mean it's not great. Um, so you know what? Second, second base is injuries galore, and that's because the Cubs are not the only team in in baseball to have a ton of injuries. There are injuries all over the place. I mean, I made a list of all these injuries of big name players. I'm not talking about some last man on the roster. I'm talking about big names. The and there are a lot of big name players who are injured and. Uh, there are teams that are struggling because of all their injuries or teams that have been doing really well with these players and now they're injured. And I want to ask you some straight up questions about these injuries. So last week, Manny Machado was running to first base kind of uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically for Manny. He was hustling hustling and then he got hurt. Do you see why he doesn't hustle now, Jake? Do you get it? See, you know he probably I, looked at his bench like, do you see? This is why I don't run things out, guys. I mean, if – yeah, I understand. I get it. I mean, he's – he is the NL MVP right now, in my opinion. So, wow, um, I'm saying Goldschmidt, but okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. So, Man, Manny Machado got hurt. Hurt his left ankle. He was running first. His foot slid on first base, and the X-ray shows that it was negative. It's just a sprain, but that's also meaning two weeks, at least, if not more. But then also in the NL West, Mookie Betts, who's having MVP type year, He's really and good Mookie Mookie Betts came out and he thought he had a, a bruised rib or something like that, but then it, they did x-rays again and showed he had a fractured rib. So Manny Machado, Mookie Butts, both great players on great teams. Which of yeah, those the, two players... Team. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, which of those two players, it, uh, which team is going to miss their player more? I would say the Padres. I think missing Machado is a bigger piece for them. Like, I don't think they'll be able to fill the hole that he has and the, and the role that he produces and, and the things that he does offensively. And obviously, defensively, he's, he's you know, been playing sensationally uh, this year. But losing him is a bigger loss for the Padres than losing mm-hmm. Mookie is to the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have better options that they can plug and play. And yeah. dude, I know in the NFL, a high ankle sprain or like an ankle sprain, sometimes they tell you like it's better to have broken your ankle than sprain it because you don't heal. Like you, you just it takes so long to heal from an ankle sprain sometimes. Yeah. And I really yeah. hope for his sake it's not one of those. Um, and then to the opposite effect, I think a broken rib is easier and quicker to maybe come back from healthy, fully healed. Uh, so I think Mookie will be back in the lineup quicker, which will help obviously help the Dodgers. You know, in the in the longer term, but you know, you know, I just I was just listening to Trevor Puth talk about uh, a fracture rib he had when he was playing, and uh, what he said was that the ribs take a lot longer. And again, just talking mm. from, from experience, not I don't I don't personally know, 
but a fractured rib. I I have had my ribs broken, but that's for something else. Um, Mookie Betts with a fractured rib. He was saying that you know Tom Thibodeau said, oh maybe like early maybe mid July. He goes mid July. I mean it could be like August or September because it mm. may just continue just like an ankle sprain. This kind of stuff could just lag on. It could just you don't weird, know yeah. where. Yeah, it's fragile. So, it uh, but you know, I I will agree with you on this. Manny Machado, right now, I would say him because if you look at the rest of their team, yeah, other players are stepping up, but Tatis is still out. Hosmer isn't off to as great of a start now. Cronenworth is you know doing well, but overall. I mean, he is the easily the best player, leader of that team, and not having him on the field. Moogie can be out. He's not. They have a team of all-stars. They're not yeah. doing super well, but, I mean. You have to it, eventually think that they're going to go back to the to their early, average, right? Early, you have to figure it out. Yeah, at least like one or two guys come back up. Like Freddie Freeman, if he comes back and actually starts hitting home runs again, which is he won, I think, was Sunday. Um, yeah. If Freddie Freeman comes back and does, you know, steps up a little bit more, I mean, the uh, the absence won't be as obvious. So I think Machado's absence is going to be more obvious. Um, but I do want to ask you about what. Well, you know, before we were recording, you said Anthony Rendon uh, is out of the air. He has he had right wrist surgery. I think it was right wrist. Uh, he has surgery. He's out of the year. He'll be back next year. What did you have to say about Rendon, uh, his injury? I'm just saying that I, I heard the police were looking for him for theft. He is robbing the Los Angeles Angels of $250 million. Yes. He has done absolutely dick since going there. You know, leaving the leaving the Nationals and going to the yeah. Angels, he has done basically nothing. And I respect it so hard that he's getting paid so <laughs> much money to do absolutely nothing. Like, dude, this was the best chance the Angels had, right? Because they were actually playing yeah. really well in the beginning of the year, and then obviously they just crapped the bed. They're still playing. They're playing well now, right? No, but that's what I'm saying. So they were playing well, and then they hit an absolute bottom. Fired their manager, did all that stuff. This was his best season with this team to like truly make a push in the West and truly try to make some noise and get Trout. Like he's you know you know healthy. Knock on wood for him. He's playing. Uh, This was your year, and then it's always something. He's always getting hurt, and it's always something. And it's like, yeah. Man, it sucks, but good. I mean, good for him. He's getting paid, and every dollar in the major leagues is is guaranteed. So, yeah, you know, Rendon. This is his third season on the Angels. How many games do you think he's played for the Angels? I would say I don't think he's played over a hundred a season. So I don't no. think he's ever made over a hundred in any three of his seasons. I would nope. say in total, probably two hundred and twenty. Nope. Not even. Way less, less. than that. 150. Oh, sh- That's pretty I mean, sick. That's pretty I'm cool. Just, 
I don't I don't feel good that he's you know been injured, but man, he's of course, uh, yeah. he's he's comfortable. Yeah, yeah he's Save doing it. all right. It's it's California. Yeah. The weather's nice. He's gonna wake up in a cast tomorrow after his surgery's done, and he's gonna be like, "Well, cool. You guys want to go to the beach or do literally anything else now that I don't have to go to every baseball stadium in in the country every day?" Yeah, you know, uh, he is he is kind of robbing the angels, but I mean, I'm just uh, theft, highway robbery. But he hasn't he hasn't really done a whole lot since he's been there, so it's not really. Missing a whole bunch, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's terrible. He was pretty good on the nationals, he was pretty good on the nationals. No, he was, he was very good. He yeah. was, he was he one was, of the best third basemen in the national league, if not baseball. And then he gets yeah, there so, and he just all of a sudden just like, <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I should look more into him and. But these past three years, uh, got to be really hard. But yeah, I mean, he's he's not living in poverty. Um, so, so this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it just it just popped into my mind real quick. McNeil yeah. and I always kind of play this game where we look at old drafts, regardless of the sport, basketball, football, baseball, and we were kind of yeah. discussing like baseball has to have the biggest washout rate of like players oh, yeah. drafted, right? But there's also because they're a so many rounds. There's so many like teams right. you have to fill. I get all that. Uh, we looked at one random year. I want to say it was like 2002, 2004 or five, something like that. And the Cubs' first four picks in that year didn't have a Wikipedia page. That's how. That's how like different. And then, but like Joe Ma. I think that might have been like the Joe Mauer draft or whatever. But there was just like yeah. there was like. Three different sections where it was like three Hall of Famers just blocked together, and then in, in separating it was like Joe Smith, some dude that the Cubs drafted who didn't even like make it to, you know, the facility. He probably got lost on his way and just said, you know, screw it. Hey, but, hey there were there were a couple of years the Cubs like their first round picks were like Bryant, Javi, Schwarber. They did they're, they're right. crushing it. Yeah, Hap yeah. Hap was a first round pick. He's still there. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, and that actually brought me back to another thing. Is like if uh, we kind of saw the beginning of the end of pitchers just going out there and saying, "I got this game," and throwing yeah. 150 pitches, right? Just firsthand as Cubs fans, we got to see it with Kerry Wood, and then obviously Mark Pryor. So, yeah, it, it makes sense why you wouldn't want to just keep pushing these young guys and and getting it because I know like firsthand we've seen it, but man, I just, I miss kind of like that old school pitcher where they would just come out and just chuck the ball 5,000 times. But isn't it weird that there's more people injured now? It seems like than there was back in our day, back, back when pitchers were younger and let's say the early two thousands even. Yeah. I mean, it, it is weird. I think there are, it's a longer conversation about multi-sport, uh, Growing up playing multi sports and then pitching and playing only one sport all year round. And um, I think it, yeah, but it is weird. But I think it kind of makes sense with kind of just how, how hard everyone country. throws the ball now. Well, it's that, but I mean, if you play like 
let's just say you play four games, five games a week, all year round, and you're pitching of those five games a week, you're pitching one or two of them, two of them probably, if you're really good, uh, if not more. And yeah. then so you, but you're also throwing curveballs and throwing all these pitches that throw up your arms. So I mean, it makes sense why you have Tom John when you're 21. It makes sense. And the other thing, yeah, and the other thing is that we, what we never take into account about like pitch counts and all that is that they're still throwing. Like even if they're not pitching it to a catcher, all the long toss, all the throws that they're making, warming up, and that still adds up that still counts you know what i mean so like even if they're not pitching five games a week if they are only pitching two they're still warming up the other days they're still throwing they're still doing things with their arm messing with their friends you know what i mean they're still kids or whatever. Yeah. so i don't know but that it would that would be a fun conversation i think for one day for you and i to have where we would just kind of deep dive into something like that on a slow slow news week or something yeah yeah for sure for sure um no, I I do want to touch on this last. The Cubs are not the only team in Chicago. As much as I wish that was the case, it's not. <laughs> the White Sox have been super injured all year. And I just want to yeah. make a brief mention to say they are only two games under five hundred. Yeah, That's they have a very good. Better, they have a significantly better team than we do. <laughs> yes, I mean. And they're in third place in their division, but Moncada's hurt, Timmy Anderson's still hurt, Hendricks, Grandal, Eloy Jimenez. I mean, they're only two games under. Get those guys back later on. Second half, I think the White Sox could make that push. That's all yeah. I want to say about. Yeah, the Sox. I think we all. Yeah, we all predicted that they'd win that division. I think. I think that's what's going to uh, end up happening. It just, yeah, it'll it'll end up like, you know, it's always better to get your injuries out of the way in the beginning half of the year and then try to make up ground than be, like, in first place, get a bunch of injuries and then try to hold teams off. So I would rather, you know, get my injuries out of the way, if you believe in that sort of stuff, get your injuries out of the way first, play healthy down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so my son, um, so... I won't. I won't even go down the list of all the other injuries because there are just so many. If you really are in- interested, just go to the MLB.com the injury report and go down every team, and there are a a lot more players than we listed right now. I mean, we didn't even talk about Scherzer and Degrom. Bryce Harper still his right elbow shot. Colt Wong is on the IL. Yadier Molina, Wanda Franco still in tri- he's in Triple A now. Strasburg is still like there are so many players that I'm. We're just gonna have to move on because injury injuries galore. It's a lot worse than just that. It is. So to go a little bit more generic. Let's go to third base next. Take your pick. And this time, I don't want to get into like news options right now. I just want to hear like from you. Um, you know, what? actually, I'm going to very, very abruptly go back to uh, to the last one, and that's for this reason, Ben. I was thinking about this. What would you consider to be your worst injury? 
Oh, are we talking on the field or yeah? Okay, just period. So I'll tell two quick stories. Um, once we were playing football at Irwin Center, as you know, we used to do all the time. And I was making a tackle on uh, one of Dallas's friends. I don't know. We won't name names, just in case, you know, whatever. But, um, uh, and so I'm I'm hitting him, wrapping him up, right, bringing him down to the ground, and he hooks my head, kind of like a DDT in wrestling, right? And then he falls on his back, spikes my head, square into the ground. I get up. Mm-hmm. Blind in one eye, completely black. I couldn't see anything. And then everything in my left eye was lime green, bright, 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 lime green. And that was the only time that Dan ever prevented me from getting back into a game that we were playing because he knew that I was messed up. And, you know, knowing me, I was just like, I want to play. I don't don't care. But I couldn't see, and I was like a liability to myself and uh, others. (laughs) So that one was pretty brutal. Yeah. But the worst one... My last year of playing slow pitch, so this was probably two years ago, three years ago, mm-hmm. um, smash a ball into the gap, right? And we were beating the hell out of this team. It was the second game of the doubleheader, so it was like the last inning in the second game of the doubleheader. Smash his ball in the gap, and in my head I'm thinking easy triple, right? Okay. This is about 25, 30 pounds ago too. So I'm just saying, this is pre-COVID. I was I was a little bit lighter on my feet, and, and I'm hauling yeah. ass, dude, and I get about halfway up the first baseline. My left hamstring just goes, pow. <laughs> mm. And I just immediately, like, you know, when you pull up, I slowly walk to first, touch first base, and then just walk directly out of the field and, and immediately, like, tried stretching my leg because I was like, maybe it's just a really bad cramp or whatever. Sure was not. So it was so bad that the game ends. My whole team leaves. I'm just still sitting there with Hesu and Hesu's friend who came to play with us. The umpire has to drive, go get a golf cart to swing back all the way around to come pick me up to drive me back to the parking lot because I couldn't walk, right? And then I had to go to the emergency room to get it checked out. They had to do, like, muscle relaxers, all this kind of stuff. Um, they didn't test it. They didn't, like, go image it at all, which I thought mm. was weird. They just kind of yeah. left me with, like, uh, muscle relaxers and sent me home. Um, but it's still pretty balky. Like if I'm walking in on ice, you know, when you have to, you have to take like short choppy steps on ice. So you don't like bust your shit. Um, when I'm doing that, I can feel like my, my hammy going, I, I, I could catch you at any time and put you down. So you better, you better behave. So I would say the hamstring is the worst cause it's still affecting me to this day. You might want to get that looked at. <laughs> now that I have health insurance, you know, baby, it's it's up. We can do it. We can do big things. Health yeah. insurance. No, I thought you were gonna bring up when we were kids, you fallen off your bike. But I mean, if that's <laughs> uh, that's off yeah. field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? Do you have one? Uh, so on the field, I'll tell one, and then off the field. So on the field, when I was uh when. When I was I was a catcher, um, and uh, there was one play I still remember it so clear is that there was a guy in third base, grinder the third. I shoot out uh, behind the from behind the plate, and I'm like trying to block home plate a little bit too, like not give it away, because the guy's coming home still on the sure. Y. It's a ground ball short. This is bad bad base running on his part. It was, but this man went flying through the air and hit my knee straight on. 
Oof. And my my knee, you know, hyperextended and just buckled. And I just I remember I remember him hitting my knee and me just spinning in a circle. Wow. And uh I I got laid out. They had to take me out. I went home. I had uh you know no major injury, didn't have to go to the hospital, but I mean it was the Was this at Isaac or Travel no, it, or it, it was uh I mean I forget the name of the uh park Homewood. Uh, yeah, it's at Apollo. Or so. Lions, Lions Club. No, it's Apollo. Okay. So, so you were a little bit older at that point. That was almost high school. High school. Age. Yeah, almost. It was like, uh, like, yeah, eighth grade, eighth grade. Right, right around, right around that. Yeah, okay. eighth grade. So, but anyway, so that was on the field. So off the field, not not very surprisingly, I never talk about it on here, but acquiring a brain injury. I'd say that's my worst. That'll do it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I it's, remember it's hard to beat. Yeah, I thought you were going to say for your on-field one, uh, you were playing flag football, and I think you got upended and got a concussion, oh. like you came down on your head. So yeah, I think that I, one was I pretty didn't. brutal too. Yeah, that was bad, but I don't remember it. <laughs> so sure. Yeah, I got knocked out. It's still left on the uh, on the floor of uh, Apollo there. I mean, but that was at Apollo too. I yeah. apparently Dude, just stay away from I, Apollo, bro. I mean, I hey, I, I you know how they have that like, you know how they have that weird like military base that's kind of back in the corner. What if there's some Hawkins yeah. Lab type stuff going on there? Ooh, and, and you got some bad juju coming your way. I just finished it, by the way. I just finished the uh, season. Good. It's incredible. Oh, it was so good, so yeah. good. Dude, I can't wait. I was, I was, oh, it was incredible. But yeah, so, you know, maybe that place just has some bad juju out for you, bro. Stay away. So, are we saying Homewood is <laughs> uh, possibly also Hawkins? Homewood is Hawkins. Home, Homewood home Labs, I don't know. Could be <laughs> some Demogorgons in there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say, I would say the off the field. Crying at brain injury is kind of hard to uh, forget. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know what? Now let's go to our third base, and so we can make this kind of quick uh, because uh, we're running kind of late, or not late, yeah. but we're going along. But let's just uh, kind of make these gener- generic questions pretty quick on this. So take your pick, Ben. Day game or night game? I'm gonna go with a day game because. Hmm. Day game Why? at Wrigley. Day game at Wrigley is the game. Like, mm. you know, they were the last team to get lights and all that stuff. So that, you know, it was like yeah. you could only go to a day game at Wrigley, and that was the the shit. Um, plus, day game gives you more opportunities to, A, do stuff later in the evening if you're going out with friends or whatever. Sure. Um, if you have family, kids, it's probably easy, much easier to take them to the day. You don't have to keep them up late, worry about, you know, messing up their sleep schedule or anything like that. Day game. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say day games for that reason, sleep schedules for sure, but also that means they're not going to work. Yes, yeah, and it's probably the weekend, realistically, for most, except if you're at Wrigley, because, you know, that place is packed Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday. Regardless of the day, it's so it's packed. Um, So next one is, I thought, rivalry game uh, in the upper deck, or a bad game behind home plate. 
I've never sat behind home plate. So at mm. this point, I would take a bad game behind home plate in order to yeah. be that close. I guess I have sat behind home plate-ish uh, at a spring training game. That's when I went to the Cubs cool. and Angels spring training game. And we were we were a couple rows up. But, it, you know, that's less like behind home plate at Wrigley, behind home plate at, you know, a major major stadium like that. So I would take behind home plate uh, at a bad game or versus a bad team. I'll, I'll have to agree. I've sat uh, like next to the on deck circle, and that seat was insane. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, bad game. I mean, it's the Cubs. <laughs> Every game's a bad game. It's a bad game, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, bad game. I don't know. Plate. I would take. Uh, also, because you can record it now and watch yourself later. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll ask you this game or this question. So would you rather go to opening day or go to a prime time like September baseball game? So I actually went to opening day this year, Cubs and Brewers. Um yeah. Cubs won. Sorry. Suzuki Suzuki had a good a good game. Yeah. Plays a couple times. I was so optimistic. I was like, Cubs are gonna win a World Series. This is it. I was I, I was right. I predicted everything. Right. Oh, I finally knew how terrible it would go. Um, so saying that I would take a primetime game for the same reason I switched last question because I hadn't sat behind home plate. I haven't been to a cool primetime game like that. So I would want to do that. Like the Bodie, the Bodie game against the nationals when he hit that grand slam. Tell me that wouldn't have been the the best game. That was a primetime game in the middle of whatever month that was, you know, on ESPN. That was sick, dude. That would have been such a cool game to go to. So for that reason, I would take primetime. You know, I've been to a prime time game. I, well, I'll, I'll say this. I was at the game. I don't know if you remember this. Was the Cubs when they still had Alu and oh. Moises Alu during the game I was at? He was, I don't know if it was confirmed or accused of spitting on the umpire. <laughs> I was at that game. Nice. Oh my and gosh. That, I had I had not thought about that until this exact moment that that happened. Wow, that was so bizarre. So I was at the game, and uh, while well, that was fun, I have not experienced opening day. And, yeah, mm-hmm. the optimism of the season, I think it would be great in the buzz in, in around the field and uh, the team. It was cold. It was cold that day, too, and the stadium was still – Yeah. Packed. There were still tons of people. You know, it felt alive. It felt – it didn't – it felt – like opening day because it was cold, and it, but there was just such an electricity in the air. It's it's such a cool thing. If you can get to it, um, I think yeah, you should. I'll, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take opening day with snow over a perfect <laughs> weather day. I I don't care. Opening day to me, I yeah, I don't think I'll ever go because those tickets uh, for where where I'd want to sit or where I'd be able to sit. Uh, might not be in my price range, but whatever. Sure. So we have this uh, last couple weeks. We've done this about primetime baseball games that are going to be nationally on on TV, nationally broadcast. Uh, they have games on Friday night, Saturday throughout the day, and then Sunday. Of those games, Ben... Uh, which one do you pick that you would watch? And again, I'm just going to say this off the bat. The Cubs 
and Cardinals play Friday night on Apple TV+. Plus. Of course, that's the game I'm going to watch. That's yeah. not an option. So, right. But so I think that but, one was assumed. So any of the other besides ones. Besides that. Yeah. Pick that, which, right. which, one, which one of those games? Uh, I'll go first on this. Go for it. Saturday night, the Dodgers play the Braves. That's, uh, I mean, it's going to be in Atlanta. So if it was in LA, I think it'd be like even better. But that's going to be a great game. Two teams that are still playing well in their top two in their division. Uh, great players, great pitching. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, even at home, I'll watch that one. So which one you got? Yeah, that was probably going to be my pick just because I picked uh, Atlanta to win the East. <clears throat> yeah. I'm still kind of optimistic. So I will take the Sunday night version of that one on ESPN. Uh, mm. Not my favorite broadcast, but what are you going to no. do? Um, but if I had to pick a different game, it might be – the Rangers. Yeah, the Nationals versus Rangers. Again, the oh Rangers are another one of my ludicrous get, uh, teams. Get out of here. I do like their stadium. I think it's pretty neat. I think it looks all yeah. right. Um, yeah. So if I get to see that, you know, that's a weird thing. Yeah, I like I like watching games if the stadium's cool. Like, I don't want to – like you, you know when Minnesota yeah. used to play indoors in that terrible dome? Uh, oh, like, man. it just immediately became a bad game to watch. Like, I don't – I would not watch a Rays home game – no, for, on purpose, you know. If like if there wasn't any other game on, I'd it was like, an oh. accident. You yeah, might. I would accidentally watch it, but it, like it's just such an ugly aesthetic. It doesn't make me want to watch the game. The bricks yeah, behind Wrigley is so beautiful, right? Like uh, when <clears throat> the Marlins used to have that giant fish tank, you know, behind home plate. Yeah. That was really cool. Like, I, just make it cool. Make it make it look interesting. Make it want to be people that want to watch it. So, anyways. Yeah. Way off topic, but the Rangers, because all right, my ludicrous reason. I mean, the Rangers have been playing well in Nationals or not, but Juan Soto, of course, is going to be good. So always exciting yeah, to watch him play. Should yeah. be a good game. Um, yeah, so we'll put those on Instagram and kind of tell people to watch those on the double Saturday games. Uh, so you get yeah. definitely watch both. Um, we'll post that. Um, <clears throat> so if you guys want to, but why don't we do this? So last last week we tried this out, and home play is going to be not a tell us your home team take. Let's just give you a soapbox. You can have a minute or two to talk about whatever you want, and uh, I'll give you a second, and uh, I'll actually. I'll actually go uh, first this time, and that's because my soapbox is going to be about um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series again. And that's because I am so sick. I mean, well, maybe not Obi-Wan Kenobi, but just Star Wars and Marvel, TV shows, movies, whatever. I am so sick of seeing fans or supposed fans trash this stuff so quick. It is like Ms. Marvel has had two episodes. Obi-Wan's had five. They're going to have their finale the day this comes out. I'm so sick of seeing people just trash it for like the 
their preferences. I'm like, bro, it's not about you. Like, these are fictional, sci-fi, like, comic book, like, worlds. It's not about what you want. It's about the show. Just enjoy the show and get yeah. over yourself. I There is nothing more that makes me more upset. I mean, the Cubs and maybe. But I would say this. Fans of fiction getting mad over preferences or what they see as potential plot holes. I'm like, bro, you are not doing this for a living. Get over yourself. Like, just enjoy the show. Is it like Obi-Wan? Is it a great show? I would say no, it's a good show. It's not bad. But it is way better than trash you can find somewhere else. And Miss Marvel is top shelf. Um, that's just, but that's my opinion. It's also objective. It doesn't matter. So that's my soapbox. Yeah. No, that's fair, man. And, and the thing that drives me nuts about that same kind of fandom ship, and this is for all fandom ship, right? Yeah. You know, the, the K-pop fandoms are crazy or, the, or harry uh, potter anime fan yeah harry potter like any any of those groups that just have like crazy 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 hardcore fans you yeah. know that stuff's scary because it's like how can you just let yourself be completely overcome by this thing and your your life is now in, in, in intertwined with this um anyways my thing would probably be just about the end of the basketball season Warriors yeah. won the championship, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, Hesu and I made a bet on who we thought would win. I took the – well, she took the Warriors, so then by default I had to take the Celtics, yeah. um, which kind of how it always works. I give her the first pick, and then I always get stuck with the uh, loser, with the inevitable loser. So that was fun. But we are, we cool. decided we were going to plan um, our next vacation by whoever, whoever picked – or whoever lost. So, like, Celtics lost, so I have to pick – or plan mm. our whole uh, next vacation. Ooh! So that's what we're that's what we're working on now. Yeah, we're gonna try to do something fun. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any, anything. Any ideas? No, I'm terrible at. Uh, my hair looks so poofy right now. Jeez. Um, we yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I was joking around with her and I told her, "Oh, you get a nice hair, new haircut." Uh, no, it's not new, but it's... How often uh, do you go? The top of my hair is, like, the longest it's been in, mm. I don't know, years, so... How do you like it? I mean, I like it, uh, but I wear hats when I'm yeah. here, but throughout Same. the day, I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm not wearing this. I have to work out so much either way, so... <laughs> I'm not no, so I was just joking around with her. I told her we were going to go to uh, Kankakee for vacation. Mm. So find yeah. something, find something real nice. The exotic Kankakee. Oh, dude, do you even hear the word Kankakee? It sounds like a canker sore in your mouth. <laughs> I hear tornado alley. Yeah, it's like a canker mm. sore with a key. From mm. sucking on a key, you get a canker sore. Kankakee, that's what you get. Shout out Kankakee. What's up, guys? Yeah, thanks for uh, listening. If we yeah. have a listener out there, um, <laughs> we do. We should. So that's actually going to wrap uh, 
episode 27. I think we both agreed. Episode 27, our favorite 27 is just Mike Trout. Let's just or say say a Suzuki number 27 because he also loves Mike Trout. I so, know, but I can't. It all, I'm, I'm just, just I'm just throwing. I, I was just giving another option, just throwing I, it out there. All right, that's fair. Um, so it's gonna wrap up episode 27 of the Family Biz Podcast. Again, my name is Jake. And again, I am Orange Ben. Orange Ben. Uh, maybe I'm Blue Jake or uh, Gold <laughs> Jake or Blue and Gold, know. baby. Cubby Jake. Yeah. I definitely don't like that nickname, but sorry. <laughs> we'll stick with it. We'll, we'll change it. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. And hopefully the Cubs will not be as terrible, but uh, super hopeful for that. Probably so. terrible. See you. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.